2: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of The Daft Sheet. Uh, I am Chris Jack, almost finished my house move, which means we should be getting back to the weekly stuff uh, as of, well, hopefully this week, bringing you the best wrestling content that Scottish podcasting can provide that doesn't actually have Grado on the show. Uh, As always, I'm here looking to fill our fictional dirt sheet uh, with the best... uh, wrestling stories and the worst wrestling stories and all the wrestling stories that we can and this week I am ably assisted uh, by my journal jobbers Lewis McNaughton and Craig DL. Fellas how has your week been so far?
1: Not too bad mate, not too bad I was in Barcelona at the weekend for a works incentive um, few days worth of culture and by culture I mean the inside of a couple of different Irish bars shout out to Flaherty's for the best full English that you could have, and the best fifteen pints of Madry um, on Saturday. Who else watching football on a nice dodgy stream? So <laughs> was it?
2: Know. Was it no way uh, a full Irish? I'm sure a uh, full Irish in there.
1: It was, it was actually a full Irish. I it was. Um, I, I I looked at the picture that I sent to uh, the, the the work group um, when I got back, and I was like, we were in there for nine there's no need <laughs> for that. <laughs> and it's, it's a full Irish with we're a, we're a pint of Madre so, aye, so it was stupid but um, yeah good Can he be a bit of culture mate he all the way to it's Spain not. for a full Irish
2: Can he be? Lewis <laughs> what's the what's the most uh, foreign delicacy that you've had this week
1: um, a vegetable given he's from a... Dundee <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so probably probably shop bought macaroni or something if you can claim that's some form of Italian delicacy but no it's getting towards the end of the month so Living off rice and beans. Good moment. way to do it. Good way ah, to do it. I mean, you, to, you can
2: make a good uh, good wee risotto with that. Just chuck a wee bit of white wine <laughs> or, or, or uh, blue lightning into it. <laughs> a nice ah,
0: spend the money on important things like pints of the weekend. Aye. And like we're saying, dodgy streams to watch. Your team get pumped every week if you're a Dundee fan.
2: I, I mean, you know, I, I saw uh, earlier on today again. I know that this is isn't the 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 fitba sheet. This is the 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 DAF sheet. Uh, but I saw the the newspapers out in force today talking about the gulf between Fiorent's money and Celtic's money. And I was thinking, <laughs> pretty sure they won. They won an a about Celtic against Dundee in terms of the, the finances oh, sorry, last yeah. weekend when you get pumped uh, off uh, David Turnbull, all people. Anyway, right. well, regardless. Getting the night, so fine. I'm going to be the night as well. Cool. So, uh, as always, we are looking to bring the best of the wrestling news from the week together in the form of filling the front page, the back page, page three, and the telepages as well. Uh, and we're also going to have a wee bit of a, uh, a headline-themed uh, wrestling-related quiz at the end uh, of that as well. Uh, I can't I can't promise it's going to be as scandalous or, uh, or cancelable uh, as uh, last week's uh, Dead Dad uh, quiz that we had, uh, based on... on <laughs> uh, but we'll, we'll see we'll see where we go. We'll see where we go. Uh, so, uh, what we'll do is we'll get kicking off and we'll get the front page filled with uh, the big, biggest and best wrestling news story of the week. Lewis, I will come to you first. What would be your pick to grace the front page?
0: I feel like um, not that much is going to come from it. Uh, or I don't feel like any matches in the near future or anything are gonna sprout because of this appearance. But big Dwayne back on the television screens. I don't think there's a bigger story than that at the moment. Um, he's not really going to be in any other television screens at the moment with the uh, writer strikes and everything. So he's had to fill his calendar somehow. So why not give Vince a little call and come back to the, the WWE? It was I watched it live as well. It was. Even though I'm being inside the the know a little bit by know that I'm saying I'm a writer for WWE or knowing <laughs> the the dirt sheets and everything about him being on the part mark show and everything, you thought there was maybe a, a potential chance he'd be there, but when it did happen and he came out, it was some some feeling of him not being there for what was it nine years or something? He's not appeared. Is it? Uh, the, it was on forty years in SmackDown.
2: He was the the, the first. It was in the first uh, SmackDown on Fox,
0: wasn't he? I Maybe missed that one, but I was thinking one of the only other appearances would have been when he came out to a big rapturous boo with Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. Aye. Um, but aye, it's. I don't know whether that's going to lead to something with sort of Roman towards WrestleMania. He even <laughs> said in the, in the little interview with Pat McAfee that it was planned then for him to have a, a match with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And I was thinking of myself, like, that just, sounded just a big kick in the teeth of Cody Rhodes, that you were pretty much a second option. And it sort of diminishes <laughs> what they were trying to do there as well, if Rock was the main plan. So I'm excited to see what, what happens at WrestleMania 40, if they finish the story or go back to sort of the bloodline stuff with The Rock as well.
2: It's done massive numbers online, like the the promo uh, that uh, they cut. I think uh, they they put out a uh, WWE or the Rock it was one of the two of them put out a graphic yesterday that a hundred and three million views of the, of that segment had been done in YouTube oh, since since Friday. I mean, we we thought like what the 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 three million that Grado got for these talk Talksport thing was pretty good, uh, but a hundred and three million for the for the Rock coming out. And just being the rock for like eight mm. minutes, or whatever it was, it was unreal. I mean, uh the putting on with Austin Theory, you know, give it, giving a, a young guy that kind of needs a bit of a rub, that kind of rub should hopefully do a bit, uh do wonders for Theory. I, I felt it was very similar to the the John Cena, Grayson Waller stuff uh, Money in the Bank. I thought it was that kind of yeah. uh, that that kind of uh, comparison with it. Uh, but the, the the whole segment, you know, Pat McAfee being like a giddy school kid in the background <laughs> of it all as well was great. Although it it worried me quite a lot how similar uh gassed out Pat McAfee looks like TikTok paedophile Paul Breach. Uh if, if, if you know, <laughs> I don't know if I you know who he is, yet. but uh, he's he's a guy. He, he does like uh, he does creepy dances to Green Green Grass by George Ezra. Uh, and he's got a face that looks like Billy Bear Ham, and uh, <laughs> that's exactly what Paul, Pat McAfee looked like to me on that. Uh, but he but was having the time of his life, and all the fans and they were having the time of their life as well. I mean, Dale, uh, you, you, I'm sure you would have seen the the, the promo. What was your kind of reaction to it and your thoughts and on, on where that might lead?
1: I mean. It's, it's. It, I, I obviously was quite surprised by it because, like, I try and stay away from the, any sort of potential spoilers or whatever, and try not to let my in run away with myself. And I posted that thing in the WhatsApp group the other day about all the sort of all of our like growing up idols are now getting older. Do you know what I mean? And, and even in everyday life, like, I went to an Airdrie game recently, and all the guys that were the older guys that looked after the young lads on the bus back in the day, they are now grandads. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so it's kind of like you're now at the stage where you're like, shit, all the things that we loved as kids, like it's coming towards an end in terms of in terms of the lifespan and whatnot whatnot. Um so you see the rock and you, you forget that he's in his fifties now as well. Do you know what I mean? And he's he's old, he has an old man, but he, he looks like he could still go, and when you see them come out, there's nothing that beats that start of his theme song. The minute you hear it. The minute you hear if you smell, the Mm. place will just erupt. And I reckon that'll still be going until he's in his 70s. You know what I mean? Same as Stone Cold with the shard glass. Like, you just think back to that time and it was like, it was was iconic, you know, and all these catchphrases, whatever. So when it came down and seen it, I thought to myself, this is... this is is brilliant. And if he's coming back in to do something, my mind started to run away with myself about, you know, I love the bloodline storyline. I think it's been the best thing that's happened to WWE for a long, long time because it's, it's spawned off so many different things, you know, Mm -hmm. does, why did the rock not have any interaction with one of the usos on Friday in a little backstage segment that could be along the lines of, uh, you know, you could have had a chat to say, I understand what you're saying, but family's family, you know, we've got to stick together. You know, why Mm -hmm. couldn't we have done something on the phone? With somebody or a little thing with Heyman, you know, they just had the two of them plant the seeds for the long-term storyline. Why didn't he bump into Cody Rhodes, you know, and, and, and do something along there? So there's a lot of potential for it
2: uh, with him. I mean, the, the, him. Thing that, the, the thing that I thought they might have done as well is, and again, I've seen this going about on, on Twitter and whatnot as well, somebody might have told him that his daughter's in a cult in NXT as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but... <laughs> there is so much potential for The Rock coming back and doing something that people want to see. For me, I'd love to see the Roman Reigns versus The Rock thing to dethrone the head of the table or, you know, whatever, but what what happens, you know, what happens if The Rock wins that? You know, like you want to create and solidify new stars, I think Rock puts Roman over.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that would be the long-term
1: payoff, but again there's nothing to say that they're not going to turn around and and plant that seed
0: at the Royal Rumble this year.
1: Do you know what I mean? As
0: well as like I don't know if they, even with those little things you're saying backstage with the utos or maybe you could just have a wee look at Heyman or just a wee nod or something. It's just, I don't know how much they can trust The Rock, you know, in terms of when he can appear and things mm. like that. I don't know if they want to sort of dangle that carrot in front of all the fans' faces and then just have it never happen.
2: That's pretty much what the Rock the was saying on, on the, the Pat McAfee thing was that you know, it was a lock-in for WrestleMania 39. It was a mm-hmm. lock-in that they were going to do it, but logistics. And he, he said this thing about how they didn't want to just do a match. They wanted to do something completely different to blow everybody's mind. It's like, you don't need that. I mean, you just need you to have know. the match. You need to have that passing of the torch. That's that, That's all you really need. I mean, you don't need to like, come out with a, with a flamethrower for 20 minutes like you did... I mean, <laughs> The, the Alamo Dome, or whatever it was, and and just pissing about. You just want them in the ring there with Roman, settling who is the the head of the table, you know, for once and for all on it. Um, but you you kind of touched on it there as well, Lewis. What what does it mean for Cody? You know, in terms of the, the story that Cody's wanting to finish. How if the Rock <laughs> come come back and gets involved in this? mean, how how do they they work Cody? Around that, because surely they're not just going to pat- patch him off.
0: I don't know. I think they need to. I think they need to like like the bloodline story is. I think they need to sort of sprout off different branches and things as well to make us think that Cody's going down different routes and it's not going to happen and sort of fade it away a little bit to bring it back up because it's the same as the Usual storyline. We're kind of waiting until what six months until WrestleMania what was it? Maybe six, six seven months. Mm-hmm. It's like. There's no, there's no much else they've got to wiggle room before they actually meet each other and have to sort of put on a little program. So I don't know whether The Rock is involved before that, and it's something that can add to the story or sort of veer away from it. Or, I think, I think I The Rock, no
1: I think The Rock being involved in it furthers Cody Rhodes' story because Cody Rhodes can turn around and be, you know, it gets that whole hang on a minute, you know, without him turning it, Dolph Ziggler, the, it should have been me, take crack. Do you know what i mean yeah. he's like well or hold on a minute like, you know yeah, what i mean yeah, coming coming I mean, back and, and and getting it all going and he, i don't, i don't know i feel like anything to do with the rock in it you're going to have money you're going to draw people in and it's going to, to further sure. any storyline but it's the thing that i would say is with it, with the bloodline stuff because it's sprouted off so many different things it's got it's got legs to just go on and on and on and on yeah. you know
2: Cool, cool. Well, that's uh, a heavy candidate to be the the front page. But Craig, is there anything else that you can think of that would possibly uh, equal or better the rock they turned into the SmackDown this week uh, for the front page?
1: I mean, I, I was going to go down the route. I thought the biggest news would have been the the finalization of the takeover, uh, <laughs> with the TKO. But like, you know, you, you, everybody was probably going to be talking about that anyway. But um, for me, I was thinking: has it has it shifted again? Has the tide shifted between people at the start? They were jumping for WWE to AEW, and has the tide turned now? Because they've seen how well Cody's been treated, and you're seeing people start mm-hmm. to be linked with um, WWE. Now there was three names that were linked. I've put two in here, but there was three names that were linked. There was Ricky Starks, was linked, Jade Cargo, and CM Punk. So for me, the big news, maybe maybe gossip, but big news because as far as I'm aware, Jade Cargo signing with WWE. And I think she'll absolutely smash it there. The one thing that people probably forget when it comes to Jade Cargill is like she's been built up to be a monster. She had like that Goldberg-esque type streak in the women's mm-hmm. division and like, the majority of it was just squash matches. But, but at the end of the day, it built her up to be a monster. And I think when she lost clean, she's taken a bit of time out. It's, it's got to sort of weigh the options up. But she's got personality in abundance. And I think that that will suit her more in WWE than it will do in AEW, because in AEW they've got so many people that they're not utilising properly, especially in the women's division, because he's just signed up this bloated roster. And while she was getting time, she won't get as much time in a programme as what she'll get in WWE. So if you think about WWE versus AEW women's matches, you could probably name about 10 matches off the bat in WWE that stand out. You know, Mm -hmm. Becky versus Trish recently, Charlotte versus Rhea, Bianca versus Becky's programme was fantastic. You know, that's three programs just off the top of my head that I can think of. What was the last one in AEW you could think of?
2: I, uh, I mean, you're going back a bit for like Brit V Thunderosa.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, and that's that. You, you can't even tell me a good one that Jade Cargo's been involved in where it's like completely memorable, and I don't think she would be getting mm-hmm. utilized properly. But oh no, no, not,
2: uh, debut where she where she uh, it was having shack. Yeah, but well, they, 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 um, <laughs> they, so, they, and, and right. Shaq still never be, never be
1: So there you go, mate. <laughs> there you go. Her debut nearly three years ago. Do you know what I mean? Imagine <laughs> her, just imagine <laughs> her using her personality and going up against the likes of Charlotte Flair, going up the likes Becky, Bianca Belair, you know, even Bailey, people like that. Not only would it be a good feud, but there's great people for her to learn from. And she's learned a lot mm-hmm. from people. Like I, I watched a thing where I think she mentioned that CM Punk showed her how to use a steel chair properly. <clears throat> you know, which is great, uh, little, little nuggets like that. But imagine being around that day in, day out in the performance centre where it's rumoured that she's going very, very quickly. Um, and from what I've read online, they've got massive, massive plans for her just to be shot to the moon, you know. And that is that, but that makes me excited for to see that. But here's, here's something that, right, you're seeing a lot, a lot of CM Punk's going to WWE, it's unfinished business and all that sort of stuff, right? I reckon it'd be good. He's, he's damaged goods, right? But I reckon it'd be good fun. Now, I've said this to you before on privately, Chris, where we've talked about and we said, imagine him just going for a year. Just goes in, says, I'm going to be for a year. I'll be on my best behavior. He'll get the, he'll get the Brock Lesnar treatment, but he's got, if you don't want to talk to anybody, don't talk to anybody. That's fine, Aye. right? If you want to turn up just for your match and then leave, just do that. That's completely fine. But here's, here's, here's a long shot for you, right? Here's a long shot. When you watched WWE last night, right, you had Drew McIntyre has gone for his heel turn. You had uh, Jey Oso, who was getting beaten down by Judgment Day, right? Judgment Day, Dom, Drew McIntyre. That's a five. Cody Rhodes, Jey Oso, Sammy Zayn, Kevin Owens. That's four. And they're all embroiled in this little thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Survivor Series, said Chicago. Just putting it there. Just putting it there. You imagine it? Could you imagine it? I, we need a fifth man. We're building up to it. We're building up to it. And Cody Rhodes does the, I reached out to an old friend of mine and someone who's got a huge amount of respect for my dad and he's going to level the playing field. You imagine that hitting in Chicago, place goes mental.
2: And then Christian comes in and goes, your dad's <laughs> the." <laughs> <laughs> but
1: but do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just all these little things are pointing to something that could start. And even if it's like six or seven months, Go from Survivor Series to Mania, short-term deal. See how you're feeling, and then go for there. Because CM Punk being the fifth person, you know, I could just, I could just imagine it. You know, cuts out. He just goes to the start, start, sits down at the bottom, does the clobber in time, and he just comes on the microphone and says, "Did you miss me?" The place would go mental.
2: It would. It'd be some pop, and as much as. I would like to see him back in some kind of capacity in wrestling anywhere. Uh, I, 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 there's a big part of me that thinks him versus Joe opening all in was probably the perfect send-off for him. Like, I don't think he... He doesn't need to do anything else. Like His ego and his pride and whatnot might say, I want that WrestleMania main event before I hang up the boots for good. But in terms of his legacy... I mean, his legacy is already cemented. He's in Ming legacy as one of the the most charismatic, one of the most controversial uh, wrestlers uh, in the mold of all these heroes like Roddy Roddy Piper, uh, Harley Race. All those kind of guys. You know, he's he's emulated them. He's done the same kind of things that they've done. He's probably at a point where he is kind of happy enough with what he's done. But in saying that, that 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 elusive mania main event. I don't know. I don't know how I feel, but I, I, I really enjoyed that that in well, match. If that was his last one. I, I'm happy I,
1: enough with that. I tell you something. See for like many events, if you're talking about it that way, right? And if he would agree to do the business, I'm just looking at it thinking, and I guess this is one for the statos to look back on. Has Roman Reigns ever beaten CM Punk in a one-on-one match? Has he ever faced him in a one-on-one match? Because it kind of writes itself. You're the head of the table calls you. Shield,
0: shenanigans, uh, shield yeah, but, shenanigans back in the 2014 but, but, or whatever.
1: But. but never a one-on-one, as far as I'm aware. Yeah.
0: Let's have a look at this. Well I'm looking that up, Lewis. We'll what, what
2: what what would your take be on the on the Jade Cargo side of things? You know, do you think how going over to uh Going over to WWE, do you think she should go through developmental and do the NXT run, or do you think there's enough about her that she could get hot shotted to the main roster state away? No, I think
0: I think she's I think she's brilliant. I think she's got enough crossover appeal as well, and just the look about her as well that she's she's already pretty pretty made. You know what I mean? Maybe have her on the I'd potentially have her on the sort of Cody Roads at the start sort of scheme or whoever, where you don't have to wrestle all the live events to start. You don't have to be on every Raw, every SmackDown to start. Maybe just sort of hone your craft in, in the performance centre whilst being on the on the main roster. You don't have to go to NXT to do do that. The performance centre is there for everyone, really. Um, so I think that going down to NXT, would, it would, I think it would potentially slow down our momentum, I think she's, even though she's not been sort of a Cody Rhodes or a whoever, been in WWE, been back, all that sort of thing, I think she could easily go with the same sort of build and the same sort of presentation that Cody did at a WrestleMania or a Survivor Series or wherever you want to debut her. I think the fans will know exactly what she's about. She, she could basically be positioned as the modern-day
2: China. You know, she's, like, she's, she's muscular, she's athletic, she can talk. She's attractive. She's got. She's already got like an accumulated fan base. She. She's also very family orientated as well. You know, after all of her kind of bigger uh, wins in AW, she was always pictured with her kids and stuff. So she's got that role model, I suppose, side of things to her as well. So there's nothing but a, an upside to her, in my opinion, on there. Uh, it's just whether or not. WWE can not just realize what they have with her, but ensure that she realizes that potential as well. That would that, that, yeah, be my main I fear, know. you know. I think, I think that,
0: yeah, I think it could be a, it could definitely be. Even if you wanted to stick her in NXT for a couple of months, maybe until the Royal Rumble, or even if you brought her into main roster, I think winning the Royal Rumble and going on to WrestleMania against Rhea Ripley is a, could you imagine? As a made, as a made, even close to. Sort of upper end of the card, uh, just sort of similar style, similar similar looks in terms of that sort of China, bigger sort of powerhouse women about them. Um, I think that, that match writes itself anyway. I mean,
1: I mean, if that was your match that kicked off Royal Rumble, or kicked off WrestleMania, you'd be you'd be buzzing yeah, when you uh, get you going because of the way that Rhea just puts herself in it. I'm all for it, me.
2: Uh, I'm just looking there, uh, going by Google, 6th of January, 2014, there was a singles match between Punk and uh, Roman Reigns, and also, I think, it's the the first one that's coming up on there, 6th of January, uh, 2014. Uh, Who won? I'll tell you now, I'll fast forward this. Uh, it looks like it was one of the the those as well, because they've got the, the old school uh, thing and stuff. And the the one I've brought up here is NS-spanial. Spanish
1: <laughs> to avoid copyright
0: issues. Uh,
2: where's the finish? Where's the finish? It looks like the shield get involved anyway. Roman one. Oh, I want to. Oh, Roman kicks out of a GTS towards the end.
0: Uh, Roman and, uh, speared him. I think this was towards Roman's sort of ascent. Uh... Uh, shenanigans for the shield and then spear one two three
2: bye bye it'll be be interesting to see if if punk comes over but i think the the more interesting story this week is definitely uh the the jade one but i think the story that's going to go on the front page uh is going to be uh rock the Dwayne johnson uh returning to smackdown uh and the headline is going to be Dwayne rocks the mic yet again uh, so we'll go with that. Right, we'll jump from the front page to the back page. Uh, and Craig, I'll start with you this week. What has been your sort of your your match of the week here uh, to go on the back page?
1: <laughs> Do you know what? This is probably going to surprise a hell of a lot of people, right? <laughs> um, because all that's going through my head at the moment is the new day and Biggie in particular on that podcast talking about big, <laughs> meany, big, meany men Sla- slapping me. meat. You want your five star <laughs> classics, <clears throat> so I watched. I watched this, right? And I could do at the moment, right? The new day and Drew. I think that seemed to be just teasing the His heel turn that's going to that's going to come soon, right? Teasing towards just giving him some sort of fodder to you know plant the seeds, like when he hit Woods with a chair and all that sort of stuff. Cost a few matches, getting angry, getting upset, blah blah blah. blah. And the feud. Between New Day and the Viking Raiders was what lackluster at best. So I don't know, I don't know whether the injury was legit, but we managed to see Kofi versus Ivor on WWE Raw last night. And honestly, right, it was an absolute (laughs) banger. Like it was, it was a very slow build up to what is a a bit of a frantic middle and a decent finish. I don't want to say too much about it, right? But seeing Ivor pull off a moonsault. Was in, it was an it was a sight to see, you know, and it just it, it just gave you that. So it was flashbacks to like Bam Bam Bigelow, the way he was like flying around the mm-hmm. ring, and he was showing off a side to himself that doesn't necessarily get shown in the tag team bouts um, because in the tag team he's in a powerhouse tag team, it's got to be Bam Bam. Thank you, ma'am. Whereas the new day, we know what they can do. But Kofi, you know, the, the match got Biggie tweeting afterwards, saying, "You know, I really appreciate that we're still getting to see these amazing levels of matches from you while you're still in the ring." You know, Aye. grateful. So, yeah, my match of the week is uh Kofi versus Iva from last night. You know, like I said, I don't want to say too much about it, but,
0: you know, check it out. It's actually really, really yeah, fun thought, to watch. Yeah. I thought that match was, like, unbelievable. I actually wanted to choose it for myself. Um, <laughs> but but I'm not doing that anymore. But I yeah, I thought the, the only little criticism I would add was, obviously, I don't know i ruin it too much, but Kofi got got a, f- a hell of a beating there he got so much of a beating and i wanted i kind of wanted it to build a little bit more towards the end you know i felt like the finish was a little bit sudden you know what i mean like yeah. kofi took all this beating and then ivar takes this whatever uh, you know there's one hit and then that's that yeah but yeah it's uh, the timing i know you know as they've, they've only got what about 33 seconds to put on a five-star match on raw before and, someone comes up, honestly, promo when you well like. when you when you watch it, like I was thinking, oh,
1: this is just filler, and I seen it, and I was like, where the hell has this guy been? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Why has this guy not been going? And I think it bodes well to get the shackles off sometimes in your tag team to mm. to show that you can actually do things. And yeah, if you watch it, there's a really really good sequence where Kofi goes in to try and get this flying spin kick, and he blocks it, and he goes for a a power bomb, and he blocks that, and he blocks a sunset flip, and then he finally gets the... It's just, for a big lad and an old mm. guy, they had some <laughs> incredible chemistry. Um, Yeah, that was my match of the week. Check it out.
2: Cool, cool. I always remember, like, I've I've not seen an awful lot of, like, Viking Raiders or Viking Experience or Jorvik or whatever it is. Uh, they were called <laughs> during, uh like, since they joined WWE. Because it was the War Raiders they were at first wasn't it and then they changed War Machine, it. yeah, War Machine. War
0: Machine and ROH. War Machine because went ta- to War Raiders, yeah.
2: And then they had to change their name for War Raiders, I think, or was it War to Machine Viking Raiders? Be- because there was some MMA guy with the same nickname who had battered his wife, <laughs> and and they had to change because of that affiliation. There was some, there was something like that. Yes. But I, I always remember they did a, a really good takeover match with Vicki Shea and Alistair Black. And mm-hmm. it was just like the, the athleticism for the two big lads was, was class. There was moonsaults, sentons, all, all sorts of diving about that you wouldn't expect for guys that big. Uh so so I they've definitely got it in the locker. And obviously, you know, Vince not a big fan of tag team wrestling as everybody knows, and he probably just wants them to be presented on on air as big, big powerhouses, they're big fat lads. Mm-hmm. Don't just have, just have them basing. And, mm. and feeding for everyone, uh, but if if they've allowed Ivar to get the shackles off and and, and show everything he can do, then then more power to them. More power to them.
0: Mm-hmm. It was
1: genuinely genuinely brilliant. Watch it back. It was it was just good fun. And I think that the raw raw over the past few months has been doing some things really really well. Mm-hmm. Lots of little things really really good. And then there's the odd bit of shit, you know, like if you wanna you wanna see shit, just look at the Seth Rollins backstage promo last night. It was just like what the fuck's good what the fuck's get on here? <laughs> yeah. Right? It was wild. But like, yeah, like that was in a highlight of one of the things they've done really, really well. And if the if the I forget what his uh, tag team partner's called.
2: Ivar and Eric. 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 Yeah.
1: You know, if his injury's legit and they did that on a sort of last minute spin to to just put something out. Then they did really, really well,
2: really, I really well. It was scheduled to be. It was scheduled to be a two out of three falls match. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And I, there was another match changed as well. If uh, what I was reading, I was supposed to be Tegan Knox. Uh, they turned in to challenge Becky Lynch uh, for the NXT belt, but they ended up was it Natty ended up getting yeah, the match man. instead.
0: Tegan so you Knox ended up being on main event against Zaylee or some shit.
2: Aye, aye. So they they did a bit a bit of changing about, which is yeah. something that.
1: How how's she getting another title shot?
2: How?
0: Natty. Hi, how? Apparently, yeah. Apparently, it was for her was India it, hard work in India or something? like
2: that. Aye, because Becky Becky didn't get to go to India because she sort of she chewed passport. Or something. She chewed
0: she chewed her passport.
2: So uh, so Natty stood in and did like all the, the media appearances and stuff that Becky Lynch was scheduled to. So f- fair play, you know they've given her that as a as a kind of a. a I make make weight, peace peace weight, whatever that word is. Uh shit. They, they've, they've done it for that. Uh, Bye. Uh, I will definitely try and get checking that out at some point uh, over the next couple of days. Uh, but Lewis, did you find? I know, I know that that was when you were going going to go for. Yeah. Was there no, no, any other matches nice. you thought was uh, could revival it?
0: Yeah, I'll go from the 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 not so good of the of Craig's. Lopez Quinn sort of family to the to the um, the the good of it this week. So Becky Lynch obviously defended her. no, well she didn't defend her title. She went up against Tiffany Stratton for the title. Seems so long ago that match. Um, and obviously, spoiler, she she defeated her for the the belt, and it was I'd say. This was a pretty breakout match for Tiffany Stratton. Um, I've never, I've never maybe caught all of all of her matches or a full match of hers or whatever. But for someone who's supposed to be quite green and has only been in the business for what about a year or so, I don't know if she's you known anymore, But did, was she even on the Indies or is she a sort of product of the performance center?
2: I think she's. Com- I don't know if she was one of the, the nil ones that they brought yeah. in. Uh, but I, I don't I don't think she's been. Mindy's. Let's yeah. let's, check, let's check cage match. Let's see what the see how much match, match
0: she's got before this. But I will. You do that. It's just if it is someone that's come straight from the performance center from what college or cheerleading or whatever it was. Um, she's come on quite a lot. I have to say, um, our selling's good. Um, our moon is ridiculous. Um. She brought a scent on in that match that was perfect. Her landings are always perfect on these things. Um and I watched a video as well of just all her moonsaults over the last few weeks and it's she can sort of judge where they are in the ring. If they're further away, she hits the ropes different and can propel herself a little bit further. So yeah, she's she's come on leaps and bounds and obviously Becky Lynch can pull a good match out of anyone, even if it was a a broomstick or whatever. But now they've got pretty good chemistry and um I'd say it was quite, quite, quick-paced. They were able to slow it down. There was good spots. It's not as m- much sort of action as the Ivar and Kofi match. However, um, I'd say it was a pretty decent second choice to have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say I'd check out match out if you could, or maybe you've already seen it.
2: Cool, cool. Looking at uh, the Tiffany Stratton's cage match, uh, she does seem to be a WWE, uh, you product. Station. Uh, There's no indies on there. She's had, uh, as of today, uh, she's had 58 career matches. Uh,
0: Including live shows and everything as well, eh?
2: That'll be including live shows. She's she's had 34 matches this year alone uh, with five in September. So, no, she's definitely on the up. And, you know, we were talking earlier on about uh, Jade Cargill uh, moving across from the AEW Women's Division to WWE's. Uh, The NXT... Women at the minute, there seems to be a good kind of swell uh, in that in terms of of the talent. they say obviously uh, Tiffany Stratton. You've got oh, who's the girl that's been aligned with British? Uh, Fish? Mm. Who was that? What's her name again? Uh, Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark uh, looks yeah, on there uh, as well. Give us some Cora Jade, uh, live Valkyria as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, it seems to be in good hands. Maybe not. You know, horse women levels of, of good. Mm. Uh but certainly, no you know, no. it, it certainly seems like uh, there'll be there'll be a good few of them uh, popping up in the, the Rumble come, come January time. Yes, uh, for sure. and I'd imagine that the ones <coughs> they've been highlighting like Tiffany Stratton uh Roxanne Perez, they'll they'll probably get a bit of a uh good bit of a rub from that as well. Um uh, what else was I gonna say about the women's or about that match? Uh, what, what what do you think of, of Becky going down there and being an NXT champion? I mean, you know, we've seen it recently, <coughs> with, uh, main roster ones going down and, and taking titles for a, a wee bit. Like,
0: what, what's your, your thoughts on, on Becky going back down there? I think it's uh, quite a... Um, I think it's actually... A, I'm usually quite against it, to be honest. <clears throat> but I think it's quite a good idea because they're sort of on the cusp, like we are saying, not horse level. I think having matches against the likes of Becky Lynch has already made me see Tiffany Stratton in a different way of being sort of slightly more rookie against rookie. So I know like Cora Jade and uh, Roxanne aren't rookies or whatever, but the, some some of the people Stratton's been up against, it's like they've not even got a matches combined between them. You know, so having someone like Becky Lynch sort of maybe walk them through a match as well to get them get the best out of them as well. I think if Becky Lynch did that with say she had a match against Coder Jade, she had a match against Roxanne Perez, she had a match against um even like maybe going a little bit too far here, like Ava Rain, the Rockstar or whatever. Hmm. These people who aren't um ones that can hold people up to a match of that standard, ones that maybe need a little bit of a hand from someone else. I think Becky Lynch could do that and pull good matches out of them and sort of get a spotlight on them that sees makes people see them in more of a horsewoman like way than sort of if they were just against each other.
2: Cracking. Well, that's uh, you know a good uh, a good a good gambit to to put down in terms of match of the week, and I think. Uh, You know, there's a a lot of pride in it And there's definitely a better headline in it But uh, for the praise that Ivar and Kofi Mm -hmm. uh, got from last night's lot, I'm going to go with that for match of the week Out of those two Personally speaking, from the brief bits of wrestling that I got to see uh, I'm going to give an honourable mention to uh, Roddy Strong against uh, Samoa Joe uh, From last week's Dynamite Uh, I, I thought that was a really, really fun match to watch I'm really enjoying uh, Roderick Strong and his weakest piss neck, uh, in the way that they're <laughs> the way that they're doing that, and even the way that uh, that Joe has been, you know, he, he's the way that he's been targeting MJF over the last wee while, and then at the end of that match with Roddy, you know, Adam Cole comes out, uh, you know, tries to be the he's tries to show he's his, uh, his concerned for Roddy's neck health. Meanwhile, uh, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett are like "fuck off, Cole, you're you're a dick, all this kind of stuff." Right. And then I don't Adam Cole got his big baby face on, and then Joe just comes out and chokes him out like the the absolute beast that he is. That, <laughs> that. I guess it's a
0: resurgence of Joe's career here, isn't it? Joe's I, I, brilliant I've, now again.
2: He's I, got I a complete Joe. second wind. It's just he, he looks like he's trimmed down a bit as well. Like when he mm. when he first uh, over the last wee while uh, in AEW, he looked a bit. A bit chunky, a bit laboured, and again, he's maybe yeah. not got the engine that he used to have. But the, the last few months, some of, of them have been great. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm, you know, it's it's been a while since I've thought that I'm gonna I'm gonna stay up and watch AEW live. Yeah. And I think tomorrow tomorrow night I'm gonna do that uh, just purely just to see Joe MGF because I think it's it's gonna be cracking. I think it's gonna be the all good match. But in terms of the daft sheet, I'm going by you two guys. Uh, I'm gonna go with Ivar against. Kofi uh, for the back page. And the headline for that is going to be Kofi and Ivar, the Vikings of Monday night. It's a bit <laughs> piss, but, but anyway. Right, uh, we've got no centrefold this week. Uh, I was trying to put a couple of things together, uh, but just time and life uh, got in the way of it. Uh, I was actually, I was, I was trying to do like a wee kind of essay thing about how much wrestling is too much wrestling. And then as I was writing it, I just realised that I was, I was starting to talk about why I stopped wrestling myself. And I was like, <laughs> I, am I such an egomaniac that I'm going to start burying the people that made me stop uh, wanting to, to do it myself? So I kind of pulled back in that. Maybe another time. Maybe another time uh, for that. But uh, no, no centre floor this week. So we will shoot on to uh, fill in Page D. Although I will say I got an email today uh, from the media relations person from uh, an American wrestling company who says they're going to hook me up with some interviews with talent over the next wee while. So we might get back to actually having proper wrestlers on the show uh, in the next uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, all, all going well. I uh, cross my fingers there. I uh, don't know why I'm doing that on an audio-only podcast. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that'll be that will herald the return of the centrefold. Uh but we're gonna go from the back page to the inside of the front page. We're gonna go to page three for the most titillating bits of gossip from the week in wrestling. Uh Lewis, I'll come to you first. Uh what is your pick for the uh the Melinda Messengers of this week's show?
0: Um I will say there's been a lot of back and forth between Ellie Knight and Kevin Nash. Yes. In the even on on screen and stuff as well. Um. So sort it's started with um. It's not so much more gossip. It's just a bit of shitstorm and everything from the both of them. But um. I can't remember how it started. Did it start? Did Kevin Nash have a dig at eh? saying he was a bit like the Rock and this and that and. Um, so LA Knight fired back on the telly, saying if he was if he was a moron, uh, he think about the what was it the adjective, <laughs> uh, but he's not, so think about the verb. So he he so, sort of struck back at him. But Kevin Nash seems to be having these big digs at him, um, and I even seen someone as well on the last, I don't know if it was his last show, saying that he's got regular sort of talks with Triple H, where even Triple H doesn't rate him, he sees him as like a mm. nostalgia act and it's like Kevin Nash is basically trying to bury him just to Triple H saying this guy's no good just because he's hurt my feelings a little bit. I think you should fucking get rid of him. Um, so, and, yeah, just sort of the gossip between that, eh? I'd
2: read that... Uh, I've not listened to Kevin Nash's podcast, so I, I don't know the, the exact uh, verbiage that was used, but I'd seen, um, given off about bit, uh, how all he does is steal everybody part of, Basically, he's a power thief. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which is is definitely words that uh, Kevin Nash used, uh, but he was it was basically accusing him of that, and then he was saying that uh, uh, people talk about Ellie Knight being an overnight success, but it's took him forty nine years to get <laughs> to get noticed. You know, he was, was just throwing, throwing throwing digs left, right, and centre at him, uh, and you know, I think it's it's fair game. You know, if uh, if if Nash has been having digs at having his podcast then you know early nights quite entitled to to go out mm, on air sure. and, and and pop back. And what but what would you reckon, Dale? Do you think uh, that it's it's just a, a bit of, a, a bit of <coughs> banter on either side or do you think there's any general I, I think it's a, there?
1: I think it's a bit of banter for Kevin Nash He said like, because I think he's smart. Kevin Nash, the one thing that anybody can say about Kevin Nash, apart from the fact that he's got weak quads, is that he's <laughs> uh, he's smart and he knows the business and he knows a good thing. Do you know what I mean? And like, he just strikes me as the kind, the kind of guy that's going to come on and be like, "I don't care, man. I'll fucking say it." Do you know what I mean? Just to like, just to just to flare it up some and up, uh, wind somebody up. I think he, I think he loves it. Um, I think there was something recently where he actually comes out and says that he says, "Oh, I made a thing about this guy, but <laughs> I love him. I think he's great." <laughs> and I, I, can't remember who he said it was. It may have been Ellie Knight, you know. Um. But yeah, I think I think Kevin Nash is just sitting there with his big wooden spoon, thinking, "How do I stir this up?" You know, he's a nostalgic act, whatever, right? But he's he's going to bring in the money.
0: Yeah, for sure. It'd
2: be quite. It'd be quite funny if uh, LA Knight came out and tore these quads uh, just, <laughs> <laughs> just to just to, to rub it in even more. Uh, torn torn Nash's quads. <laughs> I suppose though, like when you've got guys like Nash. That I'm noticing you, whether it's you know he's he's them or yeah. or that Night's doing something right, and obviously the, the the crowd swell behind him over the summer is got real good. But is the do you feel that there's a maybe a wee bit of shine kind of fading on Night now? Obviously, you know, if for example you're on SmackDown the other night there, why not have Ellie Knight and the Rock in the ring together? Why not have yeah. them? Have a plomo off as opposed to you know. <laughs> do,
1: do you not give, think give maybe, Do you not think that they don't? Do you not think that they may be looking at it and going, does 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 he need it? Does Ellie Knight need that rub? But he's incredibly yeah. over. Do you know what I mean? Like you got the rock coming back and he wants to do something for the business. You know, Austin Theory is probably something that it does need that little rub or a Grayson right. Waller needed the rub. Whereas you look at you look at somebody like Ellie Knight, like <laughs> he's over himself. Massively over, you know. But it would it would have been good to see. But it's like comes back to what Lewis was saying. I think it was Lewis who said earlier on about that like, you've got the rock the rock coming back, and you know he can't really build to anything because you don't know how dependable he's going to be. Do you waste it on that? Because that interaction would have been gold, but it wouldn't lead to anywhere. No, I just
0: don't is... know where. Yeah, I don't know where LNH's actually. I don't know what to, what they're actually going to do with them right now. Like where. Do you guys have any clue where he's sort of positioned? Apparently, he's the number one babyface in SmackDown, or but he's like uh, big, biggest he, merch seller. These... Is he gonna go? Is he gonna go up against Roman Reigns at any point? Or are they just gonna have him in the sort of Sami Zayn spot last year where um, they built him up to think he was gonna win just before WrestleMania and then he didn't? Are they gonna put him to the United States title? Or are they gonna just have him coming out and just battling them as every week for the crack? Um, or I have no idea, like where they're actually going. My LA night, and like you're saying, the shine could come off them a little bit if they sort of fuck about with him a little bit too much, play about with him too much. It's going to be.
2: I think they'll do the, the Dolph Ziggler thing with him. I think he will be the the last man in the one of the Survivor Series matches. You know, build I mean that so. moment, build that momentum going into uh, uh, Royal Rumble, and then. Maybe have them like down to last four of the rumble, put them in the elimination chamber afterwards, and then really build towards either the the IC or the the US title at Mania. Mm-hmm. I think that that's probably the the trajectory that I would put them on, uh, just so that you're giving them that that momentum, just giving them giving them those those big feeling wins, or yeah. you know big big big, big moments on the on the yeah. way is something special. Give, give him fucking give him the Zach Ryder moment, you know. I know. You, there's so, so much so much behind off.
1: him. <laughs> push him off a stage. <laughs> a Aye,
2: push, push him off a stage, bring back Kane uh, and Eve, <laughs> Eve Torres. Uh, g- give him a give, give him a on shit. the boss at
0: Mania.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, and then, you know, uh just uh, just I uh, strap him up with something at uh, at Mania and then you get a year where you can progress him, see how he runs as a champion. And then, because I like, it's over these years. I don't think he, I don't think there's a, a natural way to put him into a feud with Roman. I don't. I nah. don't think there's. There, he's he's not at that caliber yet. He's nah, over, but he's not. <coughs> not. For me, anyways, I don't, don't think he about.
0: ever would be. I don't think he's he's ever going to be that guy to beat Roman or even sort of contemplate with Roman. I don't think I'd want him to. Like, because yeah. that would be. I feel like he'd be a transitional champ to the next big. Cody Rhodes. I think him, him and a yeah, him a world heavyweight. Get him over to Raw as quickly as possible, and maybe after like, even if he's done his run with the US title or whatever, uh, get him over to Raw and get him with that world heavyweight title. Because I think he put on good matches um, and sort of good stories where mm-hmm. the secondary belt, if you can say that, as opposed to the sort of story driven one with Roman all sort of stuff getting out there on SmackDown. Cool,
2: cool. Right, Dale, uh, what would you say has been the the, the biggest bit of gossip that you've 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 snuffled out like a pig looking for truffles.
1: <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that. <laughs> no, um the, uh, the, the the biggest thing that I have seen that was it ties on to what you're saying about where do they go from here we early night. So I read something the other day where apparently um Triple H has decided who's going to be the Royal Rumble winner. Now, there was a lot of momentum going towards Ellie Knight uh, being the Royal Rumble winner, but it looks like it's between one of two. Um, It's either going to be Ellie Knight or Gunther that's going to be the Royal Rumble Mm -hmm. winner. Um, Leading into um, the back end of the year, he's got apparently a clear direction in the way things are going to go. Now, personally speaking, I'd love to see either one of those two win the Royal Rumble because I think that where they go from there is just going to be incredible is Gunther the man to bring down Roman Reigns? Do you know what I mean? Longest running Intercontinental Champion versus one of the longest running ever WWE Champions. Almost like Hogan versus Warrior in terms of Intercontinental, you know, belt versus belt type thing. Um, And I think that... um, both of them have got, like, so much potential in terms of, of storylines after it. And I read something early, earlier on um, this week, uh, uh, over the weekend, in um, one of my drunken states. I may not remember it quite well, but <laughs> it said that they could go down the route. say, Ellie Knight wins the Royal Rumble. Heyman starts to weasel in with Ellie Knight while Roman Reigns isn't on screen, right? And he gets along the lines of, like, he tries to sort of recruit Ellie uh, Knight and convince him to not go after um not go after, not, not use his mania main event for Roman Reigns and stuff like that. And it, it, like that kind of like, get him on side and I'll elevate you. And when the time is right, we'll give you the opportunity type thing. Um, and it tied in with him also stealing somehow Damian Priest's um, money in the bank thing. Hi. So they said <laughs> he steals the money in the bank thing after winning the Royal Rumble, and he's got two shots at the title. So he uses the... <laughs> so so he steals the money in the bank case, and they think he's doing him a good turn, and then when Reigns is down, cashes it in, Catch and it. then gets it, and he doesn't need the main event thing. But it, it's up his sleeve. So there's a couple of things there, and Ellie Knight's is the kind of guy that would sort of do that do you know what I mean it fits with the character it's, oh yeah I can come I can help you yeah yeah okay yeah and uh, like could, you could see him doing it you could see the crowd like buying into that so that was my biggest sort of gossip this week was like Ellie Knight or Gunther for Royal Rumble 2024 either one wins it I think it's brilliant I think Gunther at the moment is probably one of the best things on TV because you've never seen him win cheaply he's always won mm. clean He's always mm. decimated and destroyed people. That match that you had with Chad Gable the other week was incredible, you know. Mm-hmm. And it just, like I said before, I think that I think I said it before on here that they're, they're testing him out to see how he would draw in a main event setting. And I think Gunther versus Roman Reigns would just be, you know, that would be good. You know, you imagine, uh, what is it? Is it Ludwig that's his mouthpiece? Is it Ludwig? Hi, <clears throat> Ludwig? Ludwig's. <laughs> K-
2: Ludwig Kaiser.
1: Kaiser, sorry, mm. Kais- Kaiser's mouthpiece, him versus Paul Heyman on the microphone. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can just, I can just mm-hmm. imagine, I could just imagine Heyman doing the, who is this guy? Strick and say, <laughs> allow me to introduce myself to you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can just imagine it and I just think it's got so much potential. So, yeah, that was my, that was my piece.
2: I think given the, the showing that Goon have had in last year's Lumble, you know, it is it like you know? It's a good shout to have him, even even do the, the similar kind of thing. You know, have him go in dead early on. Because I mean, they was it? Was he was he number one or number two last number year? Number one. And then he made it all the way to the end, but it wasn't just that he made it all the way to the end. It was him and Cody, and they still went what five six minutes of an actual match at the end mm. of the rumble as well. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's got he's got pedigree there. Um uh, and I think you know if if he goes through the rumble, you know eliminates like Lesnar. If he has like that Drew kind of run, when Drew won the rumble yeah. where he knocks out all the heavyweight guys and it's just the, mm-hmm. the crowds behind him that kind of thing. It'll, it'll build him as you know a more legit fit than <laughs> uh, than maybe Roman's expecting. So so I I'm, I'm on I, I think I'm on board for Gunter more than uh, than LA Knight to win it. But I, I think honestly, I mean we need to just you know. Uh, brace ourselves for Logan Paul winning it. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think that that's. that's that, Undertaker, that's Undertaker
1: comes back from retirement, wins, sets up WrestleMania versus Roman Reigns to have injury defeat, and then he loses.
0: <laughs> Reigns loses the belt to Goldberg before WrestleMania, and we have the rematch Goldberg versus Undertaker in WrestleMania.
1: And Jimmy Hart brings oh. back Kamala <laughs>
2: from the <death. laughs> You <laughs> uh, wouldn't, you
1: wouldn't, you wouldn't put that pass against suman though.
2: No. Just, I, I, in fact, actually, on that, like we we, we kind of brushed over the earlier on, but like the the Endeavour merger, the TKO stuff, that kind of thing. Do you reckon this year's rumble, like we could see Conor McGregor or Nganu or uh, Khabib, or that, like just turning up, just. Just randomly getting into it, oh, Paddy the body, fucking Paddy Pimblet, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Just Get gets thrown
1: over by. Can, can, can we? Can, we the at, can we at him somehow? Can we? At him and say, lad, what are you doing? Do you know what? I it uh, never, it, for the it, it had never even uh, crossed my mind, but <laughs> I think, I think, I think definitely there is the there is the potential
2: there. McGregor Mania, I think, is is something that that could definitely happen now. Uh, you know. Especially like see where we, with like so oh in fact there it is that that's it there, there's the booking there. I uh, Judgment Day implodes or something. uh we get Balor and JD McDonough in a match with Conor McGregor as the the special enforcer the guest referee. Just and, both. And then that's that's McGregor's introduction into the WWE as that. And then the, the mania, mania after that, you've got McGregor against somebody. I don't, I don't, don't know if you, don't know if you missed that DL, uh, when you're putting the dogs out. But basically, what saying was scene was, I, McGregor's part of the rumble. The Judgment Day implodes over the next couple of months because of the the whole money in the bank thing. Mania, you've got Balor against JD McDonough with McGregor as uh, a special enforcer.
1: Do you think, do you, do you not think that J.D. McDonough and Bala are up to something on the side?
0: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
0: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, got to be, I think. What, like, are you doing <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: well, I mean, just, it aye. could be, but <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of like, he gave Damien Priest a new a new bank, your money. senior in the bank case, didn't he?
2: See, I've, yeah. missed that. I've, I've missed that, I've missed that.
1: So, so JD, JD, give JD, JD gave him a senior in the bank case, right? And Finn Balor's been like, no, nah, no, nah, he's all right, he's all right, he's all right. He's a good cunt, he's all right, he's sound, he's sound, he's sound. Yeah. You know, he's, what happens if, let's just say like, Finn Balor's known that the judgment day is going to fall apart and he's protecting his own interest by stealing the money in the bank contract. There's nothing actually in the, in the senior in the bank.
2: Hi? Yeah, just so, a packet of
1: potatoes. Just a big packet of potatoes, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And a packet of Irish sausages and he goes. Roman Reigns is down, oh and he, God, goes to great, ca- he goes to cash it in, and he opens yeah. up, and it's just a big Irish breakfast that's there.
2: <laughs> and then and
1: then J.D. McDonough comes out of nowhere with some brun sauce, puts it in his face, <laughs> gets Priest out of the way. Finn Balor runs down with a real contract, cashes it. It's,
2: Book it. My it yeah. oh God, it's
1: Irish pudding. It's Irish black pudding. Oh, my God. <laughs>
2: That, it's a just a
1: is of Is that a soda? Is it a soda scone?
2: Is that a soda scone? So, no, so, soda bread. So soda, soda bread. So, so, he hit him with a goddamn I, I, soda I, I, bread. The, there's, like, there's three different types of, of bread that you're supposed to get, I think, on Irish breakfast. You get your soda bread, you get your wheaten, and you get this stuff. I'm, I'm not making this up, it's called fadge. Uh, <laughs> That, that I think that's the the, the three main staples, of the the, <sighs> the three main bits of bread that you get with an Irish breakfast. Uh right. But but aye, uh, J.D. McDonald. Why did they, why did they change him for Jordan Devlin? I don't know why they changed his name. Mc, J D McDonald's is Lawton. Book Loughton it. Loughton name.
1: That's all I'm going to say. I would love to see WrestleMania main event. Roman Reigns is down, and then boom, Soda Bread makes an appearance out of the, <laughs> the briefcase. Finn Balor comes down. They knock Give him out. In the referee's eyes. Hi. And then Conor McGregor comes out
2: and counts the three count. There you go. There, they, there they are. We've booked it. We've booked it. Uh right. So what what was that? That was the, the <laughs> gossip. Pa- pa- gossip. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna go what was it? It was uh I'm gonna go with the uh, LA Knight and, and Kevin Ashley, I think, for page three this week. Uh just because uh, you know, everybody likes a bit of uh, uh, you know, a bit of tension between the, the people that they love. uh, So I'm going to go for Knight and Nash and their verbal snash uh, as the <laughs> headline for there. Right. Kelly uh, Pages, uh, what have you guys been watching this week that's wrestling related but not necessarily wrestling? Uh, but I, I know that none of you have picked this, but have any of you watched any of Wrestlers on Netflix yet? Not no, yet, no. Not yet, it's
1: on my to-do list.
2: I um I've just about finished the first episode. I've been watching it in like fifteen minute chunks when I've been getting uh, uh been getting the chance to do so. But interestingly, uh as a as a note to that, something that's maybe a bit newsworthy, uh one of the main players in it, uh was it Hollywood Hollywood something Hollywood Haley, I think her name is, or something like that. Again, I can't remember. But apparently she has been one of the intakes at the Performance Centre this week, along with Jade Cargill. Nice. Uh, so she's obviously generating a bit of buzz off the back of it, but there's also been a lot of backlash saying, well, I mean, she's in OVW for the reason. Uh, so, uh, you know, is, is she going to be good enough to to step up? Yeah. Uh, but certainly, the, the the Netflix things
0: managed to get her to at the Performance Centre, so it's been yeah. I, I think there was a wrestler as well, I don't know if they were on it or whatever, but they said I kinda remember who it was, but they said, judging by this first episode, I definitely think this OVW wrestlers thing's satire. Like, what did it's... what did you make of it?
2: So, there's bits of it that that look almost like kind of like staged reality shows. Hmm. So, there's a there's a match that they show towards the end of the first episode, where Al Snow and his other production partner are watching it on screens backstage and basically everything that can go wrong does go wrong. You're so telling me match, it's fake? But, so, no, so, the, <laughs> the, the match, me, damn it. if you want to remember, the match before it, it when, the, when the match before the ends, whoever the guy in the ring is, goes nuts and he rips off one of the turnbuckle pads and fucks it into the crowd. So they don't have a turnbuckle pad in this one corner. So obviously, when the next match starts, uh, it's just like Al Snow's talking to the ref and he's like, Get them the fuck out of that corner, keep them out of that corner, and sure enough, all the action's happening in the corner with the exposed turnbuckle. And they're like, Oh no, they're gonna die, they're gonna die. Uh, and then like the the monitors that the the Alston's watching on stop working. So he's like, Oh shit, I don't know what's going on in the show. Need to send someone out. And then that the Hollywood girl just starts clubbing folk with a sock filled with ox. Uh <laughs> I don't I genuinely can't remember if that is actually how it went or if it was one of my anxiety dreams I was having <laughs> uh the other night. But yeah, it's uh, it, it, it there's it's it's just a bit odd, but it's watchable. Uh and at some point I'm gonna to get to watch the rest of it. But that that enough from me taking these off tangent. Uh Craig, what was uh what what would your uh TV pick be this week?
1: So my TV pick would be this week. Get yourself on a YouTube and get yourself searching for Theo Vaughn. Um, and uh, Theo Vaughn's got a podcast, I think it's at The Weekend, it's called The Weekend With. Yeah. yeah. This past weekend with Theo Vaughn. Um,
2: That's it.
1: A- yeah, a so Theo Vaughn, for those of you who don't know, I'm like incredible comedian, really, really intelligent guy. And, you know... Having found him via Instagram Reels, I decided to do a wee bit deeper, found he had a podcast, and I've listened to the odd podcast here and there. I think his interview techniques are great. I think the way that he engages with the guests are fantastic. And some of the stuff he says is just incredibly, incredibly clever. But the two things... We
2: had, uh- Loach, uh, yeah, Stephen Loach, uh, regular contributor to the show. He had mentioned one of the the interviews that Theo Vaughn had done. I think it was the Ric Flair one. We we're talking yes. about the other week there, but I know that he has done a, a good few more. So, yeah. Uh,
1: so they were. They, I was going to suggest get the, get the two of them on the, the TV. So there's two interviews he does. One with Ric Flair and one with Hulk Hogan. The one he does with Ric Flair. But I can't I really go into this because I don't have the fame that will stop myself from getting cancelled. But just watch it. <laughs> it's unreal to listen to. I mean, one of Ric Flair talks about the time he was in a coma and Theo Vaughn just turns around and goes, man, I've always wanted to be in a coma. Like, like, just, like, you could tell that he's a genuine wrestling fan, the way he's interacting with Ric Flair. It's like Ric Flair's telling him all about the, the booze and whatever else he was doing. he was like, damn, and you're still alive. Like, it's just, it's just (laughs) great to like listen to and the reactions. And some of the jokes from Theo Vaughn are incredible. You know, like, yeah, I, I, I can't to, even say them. I can't even say them on pl-
2: He's, he's <laughs> in a different plane. I think is the is the thing. Like he's just like some of these stuffs out there that's just like he's, he's all he's almost like. And again, the, this person that I'm I'm, I'm going to name here is probably you know two weeks away for getting cancelled himself. But he, he's in that kind of null fielding. Sort of sphere where he, ju- he just picks random objects, nouns, and <clears> and places, and just makes sentences out of it. And you're like, "What is he on?" Yeah. Uh, but, and and uh, but no, it,
1: it somehow it makes sense for you. And like, yes, yeah, so the Rick Rick Flair, the Rick one. Um, but there was two. Like I said, there's the Rick Flair episode, which is about nearly two hours, and it's great to watch. Um, and the one with Hulk Hogan. Um, found the one with Hulk Hogan. Like you know, I think. If you go online, ninety-five percent of people will say that Hulk Hogan's a piece of shit. <laughs> um oh with regards to the way that he's carried on and his and his his time and what he's done uh, more recently and obviously all the lies that he tells. I think he said that he once worked four hundred and fifty days in a year mm. uh because he was flying back from Japan or whatever, I don't know. Um but yeah, if you actually watch the interview, like you actually see more of a human side to Hulk Hogan compared to the usual That don't work for me, brother type attitude you know it was very insightful like i said you got to see more human side of hogan it was more i guess terry than it was hulk hogan um Hi. there was there was some great old stories mm. that he was coming out with about when he started in the business and stuff to do with andre the drying and whatnot and um and there was a lot of good info that it was extracted by theo who does just such a good job of opening these guests up and getting them to talk about things um and there was a bit of like obviously from from what we see on Hogan's knows best, he's quite a jealous kind of guy, and Theo makes a couple of comments about his misses, which is quite funny because <laughs> you just see it instantly. Like you know, like at one of the time, one of the time, he's like, "Eyes oh, over here, brother." Goes, "Damn, I'm not looking to get killed. I'm looking to juicer." And it's just like <laughs> just the way he says things and the way he's like, mm, "It's yeah, you need to watch it." And again, I think it's because Theo Vaughn comes across as just such a genuine fan of of Aye. of wrestling that you can that you can engage in it and before you know it two hours have gone past and it's like yeah that was a really really good watch so yeah so this past weekend with Theo Vaughan with Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair two fantastic episodes get them looked out
2: sweet I mean that that's the second time he's been brought up in on this podcast so if you're a wrestling fan and you like uh mental folk talking to wrestlers it's it's definitely up your street there, uh, Lewis, What about yourself? What would be what what have you uh, what? her the Uh What would you like us
0: to to put our eyes on?
2: Uh, um, so
0: I'll talk about one that's sort of it's out. Um, we've kind of already mentioned them on this podcast. We mention them every week. We kind of get away from them. Um, well, there's this there's this YouTube video. It's a sort of documentary on CM Punk's whole journey in AEW. Hmm. It's about an hour long. Um, I don't know if that's the full thing without cutting any of it out because he's not been there that long. But um, it's definitely it's, it's a condensed version. It just shows you how much fucked shit he's like done. And what's he been there about a year, year and a half, two years at the most? How long is
2: it? Uh, twenty. Um, some of the twenty twenty one he came back, wasn't
0: it? Yeah. Anyway, so two years, and he's had so much drama. It's ridiculous. It talks about the buck stuff in quite good detail it talks about the um the actual fight backstage it talks about the um Jack Perry stuff it talks about this the beef he's got with just other wrestlers for simple stuff um and there's a part of it as well that sort of Kevin Kevin Owens was talking in it um Kevin Steen um about a time in ROH where he was CM Punk said to not wear it, or someone on the ROH show said to not wear a t-shirt, wear a singlet because we don't run like that, and CM Punk was sort of jumping on the bandwagon like, yeah, if we're not wearing t-shirts, Kevin, you're not wearing any t-shirts, and he got to the back, and so Kevin Owens wore a singlet, and he got to the back, and as he got to the back, Kevin Owens in a sort of jokey way was like, you happy now to CM Punk? And CM Punk started a big riot, a big fight. Mm. So it seems as though that's just the way he deals with everything. So yeah, I'd say that's something to definitely check out. Um, and then the other thing that's not out yet that, on maybe it's, I'm not sure when it's out. It's maybe soon. But we mentioned how good, cut angle documentaries would be, and he's just recorded a Joe Rogan mm. Experience podcast. So. I'm excited to hear some of the shit that Joe Rogan can pull out of Kurt Angle that no one's ever sort of got out of him before, because you know it's no holds Bad on that podcast.
1: I've seen, I've seen the, sure I seen a picture
0: about mushrooms that he's done before or something. <laughs> I've seen, i see, i seen a picture of, um,
1: seen, seen a picture of him
0: on, uh, like
1: they've been recording, and I just thought Kurt Angle looked really, really healthy. Hi. Like first I don't time. know if you've seen the picture, like for the first time in a long time, I just thought he looks healthy. You know what I mean? Like you can see the whites of his eyes type thing, you know. So hopefully he's in good health. Maybe he's training for a comeback.
2: Well that's it. I mean, again, it's I think uh, the the podcast that he was doing, I think there's maybe a tie in with the the TKO stuff as well with, with the merger because mm. there was uh, there was MMA guys on it as well. I think it wasn't it wasn't just cut angle in that picture yeah. anyway. I might I might be completely wrong on that. But uh I think it's it will be good to, to get that thing because I know that he's done podcasts. Like, he did did they do the the Broken Skull sessions? Cut Angle? Did they do one of them yeah, with, uh, with Stone Cold and stuff? It. But again, that's all very in that WWE bubble. You know, I'd imagine that Logan's going to get into like the, the drug abuse and the DUIs and the and and all that sort of stuff and the mm-hmm. you know they'll they'll get quite deep on it as well. So it'll be, be worth checking that out uh, on the And Certainly with the, the the CM Punk thing. What's the the channel? it's on? What's the? Where, Is it
0: a YouTube thing? Um, Yeah, uh, it's it's probably sitting up right now. Let me check it. Um, CM Punk EW Doc. Um, It's on Drop Mick Wrestling.
2: Drop Mick Wrestling. Cool. That would be something to check out as well because he's he's always going to be a fascinating character. Mm-hmm. Uh, CM Punk, and again, there was uh, in the in the Daft Sheet uh, WhatsApp uh, group that we've we've just recently started. Uh, I think it was it was she put in a thing there, but you know how post all in uh, the the internet or the social media opinion of what he has been putting out has has kind of fell drastically Well, it's been debated more vociferously than it previously mm-hmm. has been, and like I, I'm not gonna lie, like. The way with punk leaving or getting sacked, whatever. Uh it, It's my, my interest has waned, especially in collision. I thought you know the way that collision was being being put on under under punk's tutelage. I thought it was a good good alternative to the way that Dynamite was. Uh, but now that he's not there, I just I, I just don't feel like watching collision now. I don't know what it yeah. is. I just I just don't have that that same kind of hunger uh, for it. So. Uh, in, ter- in terms of, you know, having a look back, I mean, at I- I retrospective, perspective, what, what, three weeks after he's been sacked, to see you know, uh, what people's opinions are, all that sort of stuff, I think that that's, that's definitely worthy of being the pick in the TV pages this week, uh, over the few and stuff, so congratulations on that as well, this, I think, is that you get the most of them this week? I think it might be. Uh, Jude, so you had... Uh yeah. 3 1. Hi. 3 1. 3 1. Well done, Lewis, Well done. Uh will so, play for I'll still play for. So what we're gonna do now, we're gonna wrap up uh while we quiz thing. Now I've tried to tie this in with newspapers as much as possible uh to, to come in with a few mothers doing the daft sheet. Uh, and this week I thought, you know, with some quite scandalous headlines being in the newspapers <laughs> over the last couple of weeks, which I'm not going to... Oh, the last couple of days, which I'm not going to comment on because, again, we, we sail quite close to the wind with some of the stuff that we talk about on here uh, without, uh, with, without, you know, instigating anything anything else that's going to, you know, get us taken off here. But I thought we'll look at some of the best, most interesting, shall we say, headlines in... Uh, <laughs> that uh, the Sunday sport has of <laughs> up with over the last couple of decades. And I thought it'd be quite interesting to, to have a look at them and to have you guys cut promos as someone that's involved in those headlines. So, uh, heads or tails, DL? Heads or tails? Tails.
1: Tails. Tails never fails. Uh,
2: it's it heads, so it has failed. So Fuck. what we're going to do is Lewis is uh, going to start off. So he's basically gonna I'm gonna tell you what the, the the headline is and Lewis is then gonna pick one of the people or objects mentioned in the headline and he's gonna cut a promo as that person. So Lewis I'm gonna come at you first. Your headline from the Sunday sport is Boris Johnson Pig Gobbled My Cock Horror <laughs> in farmyard as hungry porker runs amuck. So I'm gonna give you a wee bit of time here to cut a, a promo either as Boris Johnson uh, or the the pig. So uh, so off you go, fella.
0: Right? Can I can I be the pig and cut the promo against the farmer that took his you porker st- off?
2: You certainly can.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Right, so <laughs> fucking. Oh god! <laughs> Things you never thought yeah. you'd hear in a fucking Tuesday. I'm going to get cancelled.
2: before you start here, interestingly, just looking at who's written this story, the farming correspondent uh, for uh, for the Sunday sport is Simon Dean of the, the Simon System. By the cover, mind him for like bliss. for for heat and velocity and stuff back there. Uh, but the anyway,
0: man, getting on par. Right, well. So, Mr Farmer, while you lie there, hopefully as uncomfortable as you possibly can be without your cock, I want you to listen to me. I want you to (laughs) digest this, because before I leave in 30 minutes with your cock, I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. I don't hate you, Farmer. I don't even dislike you. I do like it. I like it a hell of a lot more than the people's cocks I've took off before. See the idea that you've got the best chopper, because you don't. I've got the best chopper, the best chopper in the world. There's one thing you're better at than I am, and it's hey and the chopper. <laughs> nice. Well done. I
2: like that cock muncher punk there. Uh, with the... I like that. That, that. that was well done. I
0: am my right. kind
2: can't of hear. I'm all a bit up here. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so Craig, you're uh, you're competing against uh, against that there, uh, with your first one, which uh, will go for uh, the headline, which needs a. Uh, Sorry for shitting outside your house, Davina. Uh, a man who shat outside <laughs> Davina McCall's 3.2 million pound mansion has made a public apology to the star. Are we... uh, so, have you? you got? Are you going to be the shitter, or are you going to be Davina McCall?
1: Are they? Are they? Um, are we going to do all all three? The ones that were sent through previously. Aye, aye. I'm we... going to
2: pick who. The, so, so that so this is you <laughs> against the, the the cock gobbler here, and I am going to pick a winner. Uh, yeah,
0: did not yeah. call us that. What? Did not call us that.
1: Right. Okay. So, so sorry. Right. Tell me that again. <laughs> I am just lost it all. Right. So, right.
2: right. So, uh, so the the promo you need to cut is either the person who shot outside Davina McCall's house, or Davina McCall, and they to the man that shot outside their three point two million pound mansion.
1: Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought I thought we were just going to do one out of the three. So <laughs> I've written one, in one, and then <laughs> that's me.
0: That's me. Like, then on the on the improv, on the fly,
1: on the fly. <laughs> right? Okay. Okay.
0: Or, I, or I'll take his point, and you can either. Hey, uh...
1: No, no. Listen, I don't need my, any points being given away. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to be, I'm going to be the guy. Shot on the doorstep.
2: <laughs> Go for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you might have read it. You might have seen it in the paper. You know, we apologise for doing what I did. And see, the thing is, I said what I said in the paper after I did what I did. And see what I said in the paper? was nothing. I just wanted my 15 minutes of fame. And I got my 15 minutes of fame. Because see what I did when I did what I did, which was shite all over your doorstep, Davina. I recorded it on my phone and I look at that every time I go to the toilet and I relive that glorious cold night where I crept up on your ring doorbell, build my scans down my ankles, thrust into a nice squat position. You'd know about squatting. You're right into that gym and fitness, aren't you? Well, I was following your diet plan, Davina, because that's the final wheat in the, in the straw that broke the camel's back. Because see all that fibre that you encouraged me? I'd had my Weetabix that day. I'd had my Weetabix, I'd had my Bran Flakes, and i had my shredded fucking wheat. And I st- I st- I, st- uh, I stood on your doorstep, scanced on the ankles, and I curled out the most glorious, incredible shite, the kind that you would only see on an emoji, on an iPhone, on WhatsApp. And it was glorious. And I recorded it, and I took it, and I will be proud of that. For now, until the day I die. We can see the best thing about that shite, Davina. Thanks to you and your advice about health and fitness. About saying your prayers and eating your fibre. I didn't even need to wipe Mars and I came home with clean boxes. Because it just <laughs> slipped out. The fabled ghosty. Cheers, Davina. I take my apology back. Your doorstep's numbered.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> And that wasn't the one that was written down. You've just come up with that. I've
1: just come up with this, that, yeah. Just come know, up I'm
2: with that. <laughs> <Sorry. Like, laughs> I think uh, as as much as I was invested in the in the the, the health kick aspects of the Divino call one. I'm gonna go with Lewis and that. I like I liked I liked, the, I liked uh, Lewis's cock munching one. Uh there. So but just uh, just, enough to enough to, watch, just to just to clarify think. on that cock munching, the pig had <laughs> uh, a cockerel it uh, hadn't I uh, hadn't bit the farmer's dick off.
0: No, in my story, did
2: no. on the way. you were doing that. <laughs> Right, Dale, We'll start with you. This one. What's the What's the one that you've uh, <sighs> that you've written down? What's the one you're like, going to go with in that? Clean egg. So, uh, Bachelor Barry's Easter records. I stuffed nine mini eggs down my <sighs> chat eye. <side>. And <laughs> uh, what, what I like What What I like about that headline is that. <laughs> The, the, the Sunday sport has decided not to be racist uh, and, and said chaps, we're C-H uh, for the I instead of the, the more commonly used uh, J uh, on that. Uh, and again, Simon Dean is the, the writer on this one as well. So not only is he the farming correspondent, he's the confectioner, the reporter as well.
1: Brilliant. Brilliant. What a guy.
2: Well, in fact, hang on. Wait wait a wee second. The... the the, the opening the opening line of this story, so the headline, I stuffed nine mini eggs down my chap's eye, the, the opening line, Easter is a time when civilized people celebrate the victory over death, over Lord Jesus Christ and our salvation from sin, and others cling to heathen practice and gorge themselves in chocolate eggs.
1: Brilliant. Brilliant.
2: (laughs) For Barry 52, mark the holiest point on the Christian calendar by inserting no fewer than nine capital letters, nine Cadbury's mini eggs down the shaft of his cock.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's high level stuff here, folks. High level stuff.
2: Right. Hit us with it, Craig. Hit us with it.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard of the Easter Bunny. Let me introduce you to myself the Easter Barry, and I'm going to tell you how you can unleash your inner Easter Barry. Are you tired of the same old pranks, ready to take your humour to new heights or even depths? the lowest it can go, then look no further because I've got an exciting challenge for you. It's called the Creamy Easter Surprise. So what I want you to do if you're listening to this is go and do what I did. Grab yourself a handful of Cadbury's cream eggs. Find yourself a cosy corner in your room. Put some Barry White on or Marvin Gaye. Preferably not near your next door neighbour's door or the next door neighbour's window. Insert one cream egg at a time in the hood of your knob. Get it pushed right down your shaft until it's touching your balls and then you don't know whether your testicles <laughs> are cream eggs. Wait for the giggles and gasps from your unsuspecting audience as they see you produce what they think is going to be a bit of spunk but it turns out to be a stream of chocolate because you've misplaced your <laughs> testicles with your fucking cream eggs. But wait. There's more. Share this excellent phallical adventure on social media using hashtag creamy Easter surprise and you could win yourself a year's supply of chocolate eggs. Listen, the challenge may lead to uncontrollable laughter, a bit of a rash and a sudden urge to decorate your neighbour's doorstep with some uh, Easter themed surprises. But remember folks, humour is all about spreading joy and not leaving any messes behind, especially on your neighbour's doorstep. So enjoy, be responsible and make sure you've got a towel nearby. I have to say, no cream eggs were harmed in the making of this promo. This challenge is purely for comedic purposes and should not be attempted in reality. Please respect the environment and your neighbour's doorstep. All the best, the Easter Barry.
2: Easter Barry, I've just i've, I've been looking through the, like the full story on this, right? like <laughs> right? uh, So basically, he get tanked up inside cider and shoved the the, the man eggs down his 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 urethra. Uh, in in the end, quote. In the end, I managed to squeeze no fewer than nine through my cock slit and down my piss tube. <laughs> then I fell asleep. Right. Uh, and then there's, a, there's a, like, a disclaimer at the bottom that says, for reasons of racial sensitivity, Sunday Sport now uses the term "chaps eye" instead right. of the more widely instead of the more widely known Oriental themed expression. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man, si- Simon Dean is my new hero uh, for, for this kind of writing. Like, Fuck me. Lewis, next up, you are I'm, I'm gonna say for you, Lewis, uh we'll go for the headline Did Hitler send monkey into space? Now you you will get to play uh the, the Space Monkey or the, the Mad Nazi?
0: I'll go for the monkey, or go else we will be cancelled. Um <laughs> So I do not want to say his name eh. Right. See you. <laughs> <laughs> what you've done is you've sent us after space. I don't know what I've done to you. I know I've no got blonde hair or blue eyes, but I thought we were past that. I thought we were past that stage of your life. I thought we were partners. However, you've done some horrible things in your life, but this is the one thing I'll never get past. You sending me to the moon. When I get back for here, in however many light years or fucking, if I figure out a way to get back for the moon, I'm coming back for revenge. I'm gonna do some dastardly things. Some things not even you've seen before. And when I get back, to come back for that title I've never lost. The title I've been the hairiest, smiliest, dirtiest, most annoying bastard in that zoo. Thank you.
2: That, that, you, you drew me in there, Luce. You drew me in. That was that was quite. Uh, I'm
0: just getting up to the camera. I <laughs> uh,
2: I'm trying to see if there's any any like uh, good wee bits of nugget for this story as well. Energy uh, to cut out that I've said
0: there, so I lose my job at that, then.
2: The the. The Krauts worked on their V two rocket and getting monkeys into space. It's just a bizarre story. Secret proof found on Pluto of Nazi's rocket program. So wasn't it? It wasn't even like the moon. They went for Pluto. They shot. They they were planning, or they tried to send a monkey to Pluto. That's Man. mad. I uh, I think because of the effort you put into to writing that, and and you know the. Uh, the Disclaimers and all that in there, other. I think DL, I'm going to give you that one, yeah, for sure. <laughs> on that one, right, Lewis? Uh, you can go with the, your last choice here. Uh, the headline locked in Looney bin for sex with Pop Tart, <laughs> uh, treated for boiled bell end, then carried off to padded room. Uh, so have you been the Pop Tart or have you been the, the boiled bell end? Who, who are you been in this one,
0: Lewis? Yeah, I'll be the Pop Tart. <laughs> You'll
2: be- Uh, And again, wrestling related here, this boy who wrote this story's surname is Rhodes. This is Tom Rhodes, uh, instead of uh, Dusty or
0: Cody. Or Lana.
2: Or (laughs) Lana. Who? Who? No, I don't know. (laughs) Right, off off you go, Lewis.
0: I'm just going to go along the same lines of, we're, we're tag team partners, okay, so that the... The man and the Pop-Tart have been long-term tag team partners. (laughs) What's his name? I've got his name.
2: Uh, His name is Kevin Allen. Kev.
0: Kev, Kev, Kev. Out of all the Pop-Tarts, all of me and my family, we've been through a lot with you. I've grown up with you from the age of five. I've been with you every morning. Around the top of your body. Mainly your mouth. <laughs> However, this time, you've done unspeakable things. Unspeakable things to me. One day, that fateful day, just after Survivor Series, I was sitting there, <laughs> oh, strawberry. <laughs> oh, strawberry. with my chocolatey mates could have picked any of them birthday cake fucking fudge (laughs) and you've chose me I thought we were going to have a special moment and a pepperoni a big meat stick battered me black and blue I don't know what I've done to deserve that but I hope you and your strawberry cock now burn in hell together
2: Oh, that's good! Like you're really delivering in these, mate. I'm really, like really... oh, that was class. That was class. You've got the you get the cadence, you get the cadence down there. Like, yeah, uh... I think
0: <laughs> I need to shut my window though, in case somebody <laughs> else <I'm> fucking <laughs> lost my mind. <laughs> it's,
2: it's it's probably not the the, the worst thing MDs has on done day or night.
0: Uh... <laughs> Absolutely not.
2: <laughs> uh, down out the, the noise. I was just trying to see if there was any any other wee nuggets in the story. Uh, he then pulled off the top of the tart, pinched the sides, forming a molten hot pocket into which he thumbed his semi erect penis. <laughs> uh, he was transported to hospital, where shocked medics attempted to save his boiled bell end. But now Kevin faces a challenging road to recovery. Like Ke- Kevin Allen's not a real guy, surely, surely not a real guy. No. Like and would it boil his bell end? Is that is that even like proper journalism? Would would it boil it? Surely it would just like you kind know, of like yes, scald scald it or blister depends it. Depends on how hot
0: you make your pop tarts.
2: Well, that's it. That's it. Right, uh, Craig. Uh, the last last one for you. <laughs> uh, the the headline is help. I've got a Jamie Oliver garlic press up my arse. Uh, so, are you are you going to be Jamie Oliver in this instance? Are you going to be uh, the the victim whose name is Paul?
1: <laughs> so, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm 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 Jamie Oliver, and I'm hosting my new <laughs> show on Channel Four because <laughs> <laughs> anything confident. goes in Channel Four. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: it seems to be this weekend. <laughs> it fucking seems to be.
1: Ladies and gentlemen. Gather round for a hilarious culinary tale that will make you appreciate the versatility of kitchen gadgets like never, ever before. Before I start putting these turkey twizzlers in the oven and the bean, the baked beans in the microwave for today, for this week's five uh, five minute meal, I just wanted to share a tale. Um, so there I was mincing around in my kitchen, the cheeky chef himself, Jamie Oliver in the midst of my kitchen escapades, with something utterly deliciously unexpected happened. A friend of mine, let's just call them Chef Beedzy, and you'll understand why in a minute. He managed to get my beloved garlic press stuck up at us. Yep, you heard it. My garlic press up the sphincter. Now, you may be wondering how any such a thing would happen, because that's what I would think, that's what any rational man would think. Well, leave it to my adventurous friend to turn the simple act of cooking into a full blown comedy show, eh? Or, Full-blown poncho. It started instantly enough when Chef Bidzi took my... uh, He was trying to mend some garlic, but somewhere along the way, he needed a shite. He went in the toilet and he thought, I know what I'm going to do. Just out of curiosity, I'm going to shite in this garlic press and see what kind of mess I can make (laughs) in the place. Because clearly he doesn't want his deposit back in his house. So anyway, the garlic press took on a life of its own and lo and behold, he decided to fancy the anal vacation. Picture this, Chef Beedsey, with a look of sheer surprise, garlic-scented tears running down their face, and a garlic race protruding from their arsehole like a bizarre proboscis. It was a sight (laughs) to behold. He even sent me pictures on the old WhatsApp. But being the ever-resourceful chef that I am, I can tell you that I couldn't let this golden opportunity pass, so I rushed to the scene, and I looked and said, well, there you go. Looks like I'll be branching out. Jamie Oliver's, you know, stretcher, is coming to your store's, In all, good, in all good home stores, and some rubbish ones too, as of Monday. And we even suggested we start a new culinary trend, such as anal-infused cuisine. Bringing the tagline, <laughs> bringing flavour to, to new depths and new lows. But listen, I took it to the emergency room, and as we waited, the emergency room uh, it worked their magic. We decided to make the most of the situation, and Chef Beatsy and I teamed up to create a hilarious, aromic garlic-themed menu, complete with garlic-infused ice cream and a garlic-scented air freshener. You could say he made a right arse of it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. In the end, he emerged from the ordeal from a, with a sense of humour intact and a newfound appreciation for the versatility of kitchen gadgets. And what I did, well, I had every one of them. You know, last thing I need is my pan to be used for something else. And we returned the garlic press to its rightful place of crushing garlic cloves and not laying shites on them. So, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's what's been going on in my life this week. And if you ever find yourself in a situation, just remember, the garlic press, been there, done that, and lived to, live to tell another tale. Bon appétit. Enjoy your turkey twizzlers, you bass.
2: Bon appétit, indeed. <laughs> That's a lot of detail into that one, Dale. It must have been a lot of detail into that.
0: <laughs> so only one of them will... Were actually made beforehand. <laughs> the cream egg one eye, because I thought it was only one. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, Never I'm an just actually, I'm just actually reading this the story here as well. And again, so headline help. I've got uh, a Jamie Oliver garlic press stuck up my arse. Uh, opening line of the story: Everyone thinks that Jamie Oliver is a massive cunt. <laughs> but unemployed youth worker Paul Foster has a particular bone to pick with the fat-tongued chef. Uh, for Paul, one of the mockery pie makers' branded garlic presses stuck up his arse. He added, My point is, and this is my reason for speaking out in the Sunday sport, there is nothing on the packaging warning you not to put this thing up your arse. I'm sorry, but if that's not negligence, I don't know what is. This has been one of the, the most enjoyable uh, little aperitifs that I, I think we've done on the, the DAF sheet so far. The the Sunday the Sunday sport hats off to hats off to Simon Dean and Tom Rhodes uh for their, their headlines and their, their, their stories there. Uh in terms of that last promo uh Lewis I think I'm gonna give it to you again as well. I like how you've managed to incorporate actual wrestling promos into the into the, the the theme
0: tried to for, so.
2: from the headlines So I'm going to give you Overall I think you've been the, the MVP You've been the Monteo Vontavious Porter uh, In this week's podcast So congratulations fella uh, We are going to We're going to wrap things up here So I'm just going to run quickly back through the headlines So the front page this week uh, Was Dwayne Rocks the mic yet again uh, The back page was Kofi and Ivar the Vikings Of Monday night Page three was Night and Nash and the verbal smash, and the pick of the the telly stuff. Uh, what, what did did they on the pick of the telly stuff? What was what? it we're going from? It was Punk the,
0: Ang- the, the angle or yeah, uh, yes, the
2: the, the 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 cut uh, angle on Joe Logan and CM Punk, documentary on Drop Mick channel. I uh or whatever this. it was. Uh, and obviously, we have just uh, gone through some uh, quite possibly the worst news stories ever written. Uh, but again, Lewis, Craig, thank you very much for coming on the DAF sheet. Um, Lewis. If, if you're still that way inclined, uh, please uh, hold out hope that there's going to be a Wrestling DAF main show this week. Uh, and if you're still in the Discord, if you're not in the Discord, pay your subs or don't uh, I know there's been a lot of chat about that uh, over the last wee while because of the lack of content but I don't once they get the finished doing the, the Scots now, uh, Grido's hopefully uh, going to have a wee bit of time and John, I mean well he's, he's flying doing super scoreboard and stuff but hopefully hopefully we'll be able to get the main show back so that I'm not having to troll through the absolute gutter of newspapers uh, to try and <laughs> generate content on this <laughs> Uh, and yeah uh, buy a t-shirt on spreadshirt.com uh, and yeah uh, however you enjoy your wrestling over the next wee while, make sure it's daft and make sure it is sheety. Cheerio.